dear Heavenly Father, just please help me to understand your might, your power, your glory, as much as your story you would have me to understand because God, I want to grow closer to you every day. I want to learn from you. I want to be everything you would have me to be and nothing less. God, I am your servant and I pray that we would continue this relationship until the end. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Anonymous coming to you with another episode of Cross discourse and listen i don't know uh where you are when you've been um where you've been at what point you're actually listening to this podcast but i'm going to tell you uh i have been renewed in my faith i have been here just thinking about you know all the wonderful things that god has uh done for me recently and brought me through a lot of trials a lot of issues and problems and you know, things that I thought I would never be able to come out of. And I was actually going to discuss with you today God's uh, God's ability to bring us through sacrifice and our willingness to want to sacrifice, to really follow uh, the gospel and really follow God. And it, it's, it, it dawned upon me that, you know, a lot of times, we really don't even have the basic understanding of the tenets of Christianity and, um, you know, why we should want to sacrifice, you know, because God made the ultimate sacrifice for us when we read those Bible scriptures, you know, for for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you know, that whosoever should believe in him uh, shall not die, but have everlasting life. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, you know, my memory isn't as it used to be, but that is the scripture. Uh, that's what it says. You know, you're not going to perish. You're going to live uh, as long as you believe uh, and you but you have to have some type of fruit to show that you actually truly believe. And what is it that you believe? Right. What is it that we actually have come to understand um, in terms of, you know, the sacrifice that God has actually made for us? And that was. One of the things that really dawned on me, I was going to really talk about carrying your cross, understanding, you know, the sacrifices that need to be made to further God's agenda and not our own agenda. And I think I will do that eventually. But first, I really need us to understand the example that was set from us. And I struggled to decide whether or not I was going to use the New International Version or the King James Version because... You know, there are some discussions amongst people that I know, amongst people who are my listeners, between the uh, the authority of the New International Version as opposed to the King James Version. There are still some people out there that only, only read or understand or listen 
to the King James Version. And I don't want this to become a stumbling block for you. I really want this to be a way that we can actually come to an understanding of the Bible, of the scriptures, what they actually mean. Uh, and so I kind of came to some of somewhat of a compromise. Um, the first verse that I want to read to you is John 1, 14. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it is, I'm going to read both the New International Version and the New King James Version so you can get an understanding for what I mean. And John 1.14 in the New International Version says this, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The New King James Version, which is slightly different from the King James Version, puts it this way and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and so i think people uh, number one think it's a little bit more poetic but also think it a little bit more stronger and telling us that god or that jesus is in fact the son of god Right. Jesus is not just the son of God, but he is God himself. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. So he and the father are the same, full of grace and truth. And so I decided that I'm going to read the King James Version uh, as we go down this uh, discussion where we kind of really understand who is Jesus. Um, and, um, you know, I'm not going to be the, uh, the, uh, authoritarian here. I'm not the authority here. I am reading the Bible and I'm telling you my thoughts based on it using obviously God through me. Um, but if you have a different opinion, if you have a different understanding of the scriptures themselves, feel free to always, always email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com crossdiscourse at gmail. Dot com. I really want to um, have a discussion with you and open it up for a discussion. So who is Jesus? That is what we are discussing today. And Jesus is the son of God, as we just read in John 1, 14. I want to discuss with you a very interesting uh, tidbit that you may or may not know. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses have come through um, in my town, when I was uh, a college student, knocked on our doors, knocked on my doors. And one of the things that they give you is their Bible verse where it says Jesus was a God. Uh, they actually put that word A or that letter A in there to not separate or to, to separate, excuse me, the fact that Jesus is not God, but he is a God. Um, and they do a couple of other things in their Bible verses, adding a word here or there to change the meaning of it so be very very careful when you read their bibles um not necessarily that their bibles are false but they actually use it to change the entire understanding of what the bible is actually talking about coincidentally i add this other tidbit i have some friends that i grew up in high school um, with who are now adults obviously i am as well people i went to college with same way who talk about these other bibles uh, Bible b books that aren't necessarily in the Bible right now, such as like the book of Enoch and things of that nature to uh, put different understandings out there to confuse the message, to confuse 
you to confuse others as to what God is, who he is, and what he wants from us. And that I think that's very important that we understand the Bible uh, just so we can be able to combat that. And this is the first, uh, the first of many um, episodes for me to help us to understand that so that when we go out and talk to people, we can help them to understand just what the gospel is. And it helps us in our culture um, to really be able to figure things out. Um, so we know that Jesus is God. Um, and we know that because of the book of John specifically, it kind of lays it out all the way from 1 through 14. I only read verse 14, but it just lays it out in clear details to us. Um, and then we start in chapter 2, John chapter 2, where it starts talking about Jesus doing his first, uh, the first recorded uh, miracle, which is him turning water into wine. Everyone knows that story. Um, but afterwards, in verse 13, um, we see that Jesus really, really gets angry. And I'm going to come back to this um, in a little bit just to show you Jesus in general. But it says, now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to the Jerusalem. And when he found in the temple and, and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, so this is premeditated. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. Zeal for your house has eaten me up. And that's really where I came to this whole idea of uh, becoming, um, you know, sacrificial lambs, sacrificing our lives, carrying our cross daily so that we can um, live a life that God uh, would want to be, I mean, proud of us. We don't deserve it, of course, but, you know, but just helping to bring glory to God's name. We have to have zeal for God's house. It has to be such a zeal that it eats us up but again i said i'm going to come back to this because that is the message today uh but i wanted to put that up early i wanted us to understand who is jesus why should we have a zeal for his house right we have to understand why jesus was so important and and then i, I so you know I don't know if you know, uh, there's a thing um, amongst us Christians where we talk about the many names of God, but Jesus also had a lot of different names, and I'm going to read them um, really quickly right here. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So one of the things Jesus said about himself is he is the bread of light. Jesus also said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus also said about himself, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. So your physical form is going to die, but you, your spirit, who you are is going to live forever. Uh, Jesus said that about himself. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, so these are some of the things that Jesus said about himself. He's the bread. He's the he's the light. He's the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth and the life. Um, he lays these things out for us very, very clearly. And there's a reason why he lays these things out for him very, very clearly. Um, he does these things for us so that we can understand um you know, there isn't any other way, right? There isn't any other way, right? Um, we aren't just uh, um, following this faith because it makes sense to us. We're not just uh, following this faith because uh, it is the most complete. It is that. It is the other as well. But we're following it because it is the truth, it is the truth. And one of the things that really bothers me is uh, in this day and age, I'm hearing a lot of things, um, you know, about people talking about uh, it's my truth. Um, you know, that's not how I see it. Uh, take take some time out for myself, um, me, my, uh, mine. I'm hearing all these things um, amongst Christians. Uh, and let me just be very clear. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for you. He made the ultimate sacrifice for me. He made the ultimate sacrifice for everyone. And for us to be so small minded to put ourselves in a position to say we, us, me, mine, um, it, it just defeats the whole purpose of what Jesus did for us. The early disciples didn't think of themselves as uh, one, as one person or as an individual who was much more important than another. The Bible tells us that um, we are to think of others as we think of ourselves. We ought to, uh, you know, help others as we are helping ourselves. The Bible tells us that Jesus, in fact, when when we go to see him and he says that we, he never knew us, it's due to us treating others as as not as important at ourselves as ourselves. And so, you know, this is really, really uh, something that was important that was on my mind that I felt like I had to share with you. Um, and and it goes even deeper than that. Um, you know, I just, huh, I, man, I was just like so humbled to feel this way, um, to ha have the chance to really share this Bible verse with you um, because uh, um you know, it, I feel like we just don't know, right? Um, I feel like we we take a look at, um, you know, uh, the Bible and we want to take nuggets away from it. So uh, when I come back, um, I'm a little flustered, excuse me. But when I come back, I'm going to lay down, give you some examples, what Jesus did in his life that we ought to emulate. And, and hopefully it helps you to understand um, why I feel the way I do and why I feel like this study in and of itself is something that we need to focus on before we get into the bigger things. I'll talk to you in a bit. I like reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible, found out, uh, found out Jesus had a little brother. Anybody know his name? James. When I read that, I was like, how much pressure was that? <laughs> Jesus, your big brother? How many times did you have to hear, why come you can't be more like Jesus, James? 
Because you know, everybody probably thought that James could do the same thing Jesus could do, but he couldn't. He was just James. He wasn't James Christ. <laughs> Remember the wedding banquet? Jesus turned water into wine. Everybody was amazed, but they don't tell you about the next banquet. Jesus left early. They started running out of wine. Everybody looked at James. <laughs> it's like, man, last time this happened, your brother made some wine, dude. You, you just going to stand there with your sandals on? You're not going to... Can you make some Kool-Aid or something, man? You're not going to do anything? You know, James had problems just like any other kid had problems. He would try to follow his big brother around. So everywhere Jesus went, James followed him. That's what little brothers do. So if Jesus went there, so did James. I bet one time, James almost drowned. <laughs> oh, you just got that joke just now, didn't you? Jesus walked on water and James tried to just move. I'm sure James had problems. He would go to his parents with his problems. And his parents, especially his, his mom, was trying to throw him a bone once in a while. They'd pray over their food. They'd be like, Lord, we just thank you for this food in James' name. James had problems. He would go to his parents with his problems, and you know what they would say? He'd be like, well, what would Jesus do, you know? <laughs> then they gave him a bracelet. They gave him a bracelet, and um, <laughs> then he started selling those bracelets, you know? <laughs> Made some money selling bracelets. What would be cool is a what would James do bracelet, right? Same initials, different meaning. Completely different meaning. You're driving down the street, you get cut off in traffic. You fuss them out, your pastor gonna be like, yo, you got a what would Jesus do bracelet on? You're like, uh-uh, that's what would James do. <laughs> driving an imaginary car for a long time, isn't he? Also found out when Jesus was 12 years old, Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. They lost Jesus. And you know the first thing they had to do was pray. I wonder what that prayer must have sounded like. Joseph probably did the prayer. He was like, oh God. <laughs> Dear God, um, oh forgiving God. Um, you remember that Messiah you gave us? You got another one somewhere, man? We don't... That was the only begotten son? Okay, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. That's my man, Michael Jr. Michael Jr. coming to you with uh, a clip from his stand-up. Uh, that was What If Jesus' Little Brother. Uh, and it's funny, but it brings up some really important parts. I told you I was going to um, kind of wrap this up uh, with talking about Jesus's life here. Uh, and just a piece of information. I don't know how much you study the Bible or not, uh, but it's interesting that after Jesus was baptized, if you look in the book of Matthew, 
Um, Jesus is whisked away to be tempted by the devil. Uh, but if you read the book of John, um, you, you, something else different, something different happens. He actually then goes into ministry where he turns water into wine. Um, we both know that they happen sometime after Jesus is uh, baptized by John the Baptist. But I want to read, and I'm not going to read the, the instance in um, Mark, but I'm going to go in Luke 4. Uh, Luke 4, 1 through 13, and it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Um, but Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from him from here for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and keep you and in their hands, they shall bear you up, let you dash your foot against the stone, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So this kind of is the gist of, you know, just Jesus, um, Jesus's life for me. Um, you know, Jesus has been tempted in every single way. It says um, in verse 13, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. Jesus was tempted just like you and me. Um, but he we know that he lived the perfect life. Um, so when you look at that verse. Um, and John, I told you I was coming back to it. When you look at that verse in John 2, um, 13 through 17, after Jesus um, turns, commits or does his first uh, miracle, we see that last verse. Then his disciple, remember, it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. Jesus has, has gone through every temptation that you have. Jesus has um, lived a life that um, was perfect in every way and he still got up on the mountaintop he still um i'm sorry he's not on the mountaintop but he still was crucified for you and me he still decided that he was going to live that life um you know or give up his life for you and me and i think that is what we get to understand when we look at these verses and some more, um, we see that Jesus um, was human, just like you and me, even though he was God. But God took the time out to do uh, to feel every pain that you felt. Jesus was tempted um, just as we are. And in fact, if you read um, in um in the book of Hebrews, you see even more comes from that. We see that uh, Hebrews 4, 
um, 15 and 16 says this. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet he was without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We know that Jesus um, basically did everything that we couldn't do. He knew that you and I were not perfect and he still died on that cross. He still decided to take the sins of the world upon him um, and, and die just so you and I can live. This is why I love uh, the cartoon um, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's a really old cartoon. Um, I, I can't even remember. Uh, I don't even know how to go about getting it. My father used to collect VHS tapes. Um, and he had this cartoon Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. One of the best cartoons I've ever watched. Um, and, I mean, there's the new live action film Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe Chronicles of Narnia. Um, that's still pretty good. But that cartoon uh, really shows when Aslan goes up and the queen has him and she ties him up and he doesn't even give a fight all the witches and all the other evil creatures and beasts are like scared of him still and they're putting him up he doesn't even fight jesus didn't even fight guys he didn't fight against it he prayed to god and he was relaxed and he just said you know what god if it's your will let it be done and the queen she still puts him up there, not even knowing. The devil, is gonna, he's going to be like this, not even knowing. Wrapping God up, wrapping Jesus up, putting him on there, and just going to kill him. And Jesus, in fact, saved you and I. Um, so who was Jesus? What was he like? We know in these Bible verses what he was like. Um, we know he turned water into wine. We know um, he uh, sacrificed himself. We know um, that he went up there um and was tempted in every single way um you know uh hebrews 1 3 says this who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high Jesus was God. Jesus did everything that, um, you know, we couldn't do. And so we can learn from Jesus um, that he uh, can, I mean, we can learn from his story. And there are tons of instances. I didn't really have enough time to go through them all. But there are tons of inst in, uh, instances. Look, do a study on Jesus. Do a study read about his life read about the things that you did that he did for you and i right think about that and then i want you after you read the story of jesus i love john i love luke i love matthew i love i mean all the books of the bible are good but when you read those then come to the book of hebrews and read hebrews 2 17 and 18 therefore in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. 
For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. We have the Holy Spirit. Jesus lived that perfect, perfect life that you and I couldn't. And he was still killed on the cross. He was still uh, sacrificed. He still... I mean, and remember, there's there's the book in the Bible where uh, the the disciples wanted to protect him. They wanted to protect him. You know, and Jesus said, no, put away, put it away. I got you. Um, I got you. I got you. Matthew 26, put your sword back in its place for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Matthew 26, 52. I'm sorry, I, that's my bad. I went to the New International Version and I said I wasn't. I was going to stay in the uh, King James Version. But he said it. Put it away. I got you. I'm going to take care of this. He went willingly. Didn't even fight. And he died for you and I. That's the Jesus I know. The Jesus that is willing to sacrifice his life. He was spit on, guys. They made they made fun of him. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Cast lot for his clothing. Mistreated this man. Made him walk. That's the Jesus I know. But here we have in America a lot of people who are willing to talk bad about people who have a different understanding of the Bible. Instead of trying to teach them and pray for them and talk to them in a loving way. In a way that gets them to understand you can disagree as Christians, but we have to let God direct our path. And there's too many Christians not doing that. Family and friends, thank you for listening to another episode of Cross Discourse. I hope this was uh, beneficial to you. I, I don't get a lot because I want to keep it short in 30 minutes, but I want you to read and I want you to come back at me. Cross Discourse at gmail.com. I love you, family, and I hope that you'll share my podcast with others. And come back to me on the next episode. All right? Peace.